feeling You show love, but brothers is hating mostly They see me come up, they gun up, they wanna toast me Unless it's a cup of Remy and OJ Welcome to our very first it's very first It's election time, so our inaugural um, Righteously Ratchet session You feel me? Yes, sir um, And it's crazy, because I've personally been doing my best to get this concept off the ground had a few run-ins with a few different people. It was on the verge of getting there, but not quite getting there, but everything happens in divine accordance and timing, so we here. So without further ado, I know y'all got shit to do and all that, and this is righteous, Righteously Ratchet. I'm a meditation teacher, but I'm also an artist, and this show is about the balance, so you're gonna hear some esoteric knowledge, you're gonna hear a few F-bombs at the same time, Mom, I'm sorry. It is what it is, you gotta deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Facts, um, but my name, for those who don't know me, I'm Docs. Um, Dire Excel, Dr. Excellence, Docs Diggler. Um, started mostly at, um, my popularity popularity as an artist. I'm a hip hop artist. I'm inducted into the Newark Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Um, been on Sway, been on BET, been on all that. Hot 97. Um, you can check me out on my website, docsdiggler.com. Yo, photographic memory, my future photogenic. Take a picture of my past and the proof I'm dolo in it. But these days I'm becoming more known for being a meditation teacher. You, you smell me? <laughs> a lot of people don't even know that at this point because I've been out here doing my, my healing work. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get into a little bit more of that later. But activist, artist, meditation teacher, all that. So yeah, that's Docs. My yes. And I'm Tox. Tox. Yes, already, already <laughs> going to the Docs and Tox show. Facts. Um, Let me get my red cup. I'm an entrepreneur, uh, business coach. Facts. Uh, highly paid public speaker. Charge more. Whatever you're charging now, just charge more. Um, throw that out there. Highly paid. Manifest. Don't forget the highly yes, paid part. Yes, throw that out I'm there. Let that manifest. I'm correct. You know. Um, but. This is Righteously Ratchet. So if you are on your journey um, of self-healing, um, where you've put some of the things that no longer serve you to the side, uh, got rid of, shed some people, some relationships that no longer serve you, you've done some, some forgiving, some healing, if you're in the process of searching to do that more, uh, you can get past certain situations that you would have been drawn to mm. in the past and may have let you over you know overcome you and now you can overcome them but if he put his hands on you you still punch a nigga in his throat chakra right this show is right. for you we righteously right you see i got my red cup but look this is the balance right here i got my red cup i'm pouring kombucha in there baby you smell me no no more still reserves and all that <laughs> you smell me <laughs> So yeah, man, that's it. We're gonna keep it super regular, super light, but super balanced. That's what we're about. Um, so yeah, man, th throw some topics at us, my brother. What we got? We, we got our, All right. our, our cameraman extraordinaire, Freddie C in the building. We'll get to his information before we get out of here, you know? You heard the name, you know the voice. Facts. So, um, and we all got black on, by the way. We ain't even playing that. When nah. you righteously ratchet, when you balance, just know how to be a line, man. We ain't Everything No coming calls, down. no texts, no nothing. Dude. We out here looking like a singing group. You smell me? <laughs> so what are, your, what, are your, <laughs> what are your thoughts on cancel culture? Cancel culture. 
We even know what that is? I do know what it is. I do know what it is. I feel young because I know what that is yeah, too. Yeah, I do know what Facts. it is because uh, I, I dip into a couple of other podcasts every now and then. So right. I hear them talking about these terms and right. shit like that. So, um, But I'm... I'm personally not with it just because... At first, tell them what it is because some of our viewers, we got yeah, the balance so, so some may not know. If somebody do something, somebody fuck up, right. you say we ain't fucking with them right. no more. It's cancel. Right. Cancel. Right. Out of here. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever you do, we ain't supporting. Um, I believe there's certain situations where that might be called for, but us as a people, we still happen to be struggling with consistency and staying on that. We are very forgiving, which is awesome. Right. But you can't do that and have something called cancel culture, right? You know as well. So I understand with forgiving personally, right. but uh, let's forgive and just not fuck with you. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's it. Like we forgive you, cool, but that's that's it. You're not getting our business anymore. You know, you're not getting our attention anymore. Mm -hmm. or whatever it is you were pre previously getting from us, you're no longer receiving that. So, you know, you up out of here. So, I mean, I'm with that. Certain situations definitely call for that. Right. Uh, you know, the molesters that they find and, you know, things like that. Um, specifically, you know, specifically racism that business. and right. businesses. And, uh, you know, all right, if it's a situation where you evidently don't fuck with us, okay. Right. We ain't fuck with you. <laughs> Simple right. as that. You know what I mean? Like, right. we're going to do that just like we would do that on a in the street we would do that all right cool exactly. if that, that's what it is that's what it is you know right. what i mean we gonna move like that so we if we can continue to move the same way it's not like i would turn around and be somebody friend you know a year or two years three years from down the line that i said you know like we were mortal enemies right. or whatever it's like that if right. that was a situation so why are we changing that up in the business it's like right. okay we're to the point where we're gonna let that go I'm not, I don't want to harm you right. or see harm come to you, but I'm just not going to fuck with you like that. So why wouldn't we do the same thing with the businesses? Like, okay, you know, all right, you know, you apologize and you did all that, cool, whatever. All right, but I'm still not buying nothing from you. Exactly. I'm not going to change my mind, you know, three years down the line, whatever. Like, I'm not fucking with you because you ultimately don't fuck with us. You right. want to continue to be who you are. So... I understand that now at this point. I might not understood that before, but I understand that now, and I'm gonna handle that accordingly. But see, that's that's grown man approach, mm. and I feel like a lot of cancel culture right now is super petty. I mean, the minute somebody do, and and, and this is the thing, the people we usually canceling, they have the spotlight on them 24/7, and a lot of the shit they do, yeah, maybe some fuck shit, some stupid shit, whatever, something we can laugh at, um, but a lot of times it's not. No life-threatening shit, you know what I'm saying? It ain't even to the degree of molestation and things of this nature. Um, and a lot of us, if we had the cameras reversed on us, we would have a cancel culture moment daily, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and then it always goes, for me, it goes back to the whole, he is without, he who is without sin, you know what I mean? So how fair are we really gonna be with this cancel culture? And a lot of, as a, as a yoga teacher now, meditation teacher, um, a lot of my fuck-ups led me to my wisdom. I'm sure you probably got some of the- I was about to say, yeah, I mean, like, that we do on a daily that we wouldn't fuck with ourselves. Exactly. About, like, damn, exactly. I can't believe I did that. You right. Know what I mean, it's like, but- So if we canceling these people, we can't even, we don't even create the space to be able to have a conversation 
for that person to either be able to figure out where they went wrong or to discover it within themselves, or if they need the community, if they need the tribe, if they need the masses to help them figure out where they get, we can't even have that dialogue because as soon as you do anything we consider, out, and a lot of it is not even sin per se, it's just out of the norm. You know what I'm saying? Kanye got canceled for slavery as a choice. And I be, I be saying that shit every day. And not as far as, and, and again, he clarified not chattel slavery. How we conduct ourselves in a lot of ways is, especially as black culture, is enslavement. Enslaving our damn self. And we ain't got physical chains on us. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here in the, in the activism community as you are, as Freddie is. A lot of these means, when somebody gets shot by the cops, everybody is in an uproar yeah. on social media. But when it's time to actually have a meeting in your community to do something about police brutality or lack of quality education or whatever it is, ain't nobody showing up. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that shit is based on what I, I feel like is frivolous and a lot of it is holding up a mirror to the masses and the bullshit we do and the good things we not actually do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that, that's my, my spin on it. You know what I mean? All right, next. Definitely like that approach. Definitely yeah. like that approach. So, going from cancel culture, we all heard the term living my best life. Some of us are actively seeking that best life. Right. What, what do you think about that in terms of the masses? Well, I start first, Tox went first last time. Um, I think it's, I think it's some bullshit. <laughs> to be completely honest and frank, and I don't mean, of course, if somebody's actually living their best life. Most times when you're doing that, you ain't got a lot of time to post about it, bro. You know what I mean? And if you do, it's not an everyday. I'm at the club living my best life. I'm in the studio living my best life. And I'm not knocking nobody for celebrating what it is they do. But we in associated with cancel culture. Everything is about how it looks. I mean, how it looks on social media, how it looks on TV, or, or whatever level of notoriety you at. I said on the project a while ago, um, the, the, these rappers is good at making it look good. I'm just good. And I'm comfortable with just being good. So a lot of times people who discover my music, not through me. They know me through a whole bunch of other parameters. I'm not out here, ooh, look at me. If you find it, you find it, that's what's up. Um, but a lot of the living your best life, I think people is chasing, um, chasing acceptance. I mean, it's, and I'm around a lot of different demographics, a lot of different age groups. So I'm with my my um my contemporaries, but I'm also with a lot of young people too. And bro, like the the pressure that's on them to just have 300 plus followers. You know what I'm saying like I literally was just at a school. I was teaching a summer school program, and the kids was literally arguing with somebody about the fact they didn't have more than 30 followers. And I'm I'm coming. We coming from a time where we ain't no shit about social. Like you actually had to live life. There was no posting about your day. Oh, I just gave niggas like 17 in the 20, you know what I mean? It was none of that. You just actually had to experience life in real time. And now you got to kind of do it from the prism behind your representative, your facade. So I, I think a lot of live your best life, how we use it is bullshit. And it actually stops us from living our best life. More as a how we use it. Exactly. It can be dope if we use it the right way, but I don't think we, a lot of us are. And you, and you? <laughs> I think, um, I mean, personally, I happen to be living my best life right now. Right. And I've done, you know, the clubs, the right. bottle popping. Right. And I've done the foreign 
cars, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I've done a lot of things, you know, traveling crazy. I've done a lot of things and I'm not doing all that right now. I'm living right. my best life now because right. I'm currently the best version of myself that I've ever been. So mm. um, that's what I think about when somebody says to me, you know, live your best life. Actually living it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of just running wild, no, you know, no commitment, no responsibility situation. Um, it's... You set yourself up for growth because you set yourself up mm -hmm. for a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. So you set yourself up for a lot of lessons. I like how you frame it. You know, righteously um, ratchet. Yeah, so, <laughs> that was bad. You know, have fun while you're yeah. doing it, and hopefully you learn the lessons the first time around. Absolutely. And you grow and you become a better version of yourself. Absolutely. You know, I'm not gonna judge you. Perfectly way. Do what you gotta do. Sometimes you know. that ratchetness can lead to Absolutely. that righteousness. Everything so, is. Hey, listen, Everything is. You, you <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna go with the next topic. This is definitely a, a tough one here. Okay. Now we we know this term goes around. It's thrown going? around. It's it's out there. Where we going? Where we going? When when you hear that term, Nas is whack, or or Tupac ah. is whack, or or Biggie ah. is whack, because yeah, yeah, all due respect to Pac, you know, we we know that it's it's it's, 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 it's a little ignorance sometimes, right. and people not knowing. What what do you think it is that we we can do about that? Mm. Um, I mean, all you can do to any ignorance is educate. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, if you encounter some resistance, you might have to be a little more strategic about it. You know, you might just have to have some joints playing in the background, you know, when they pop up and you pop up, mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. But, um, or if you hear some samples, you know, be make, make sure to point out where it came from, right. or some lines, some you know, point samples point out, out where it came from. Uh, but other than that, it's, the same thing we did, you know, with our parents. So you really can't, can't, you know, knock it or but, fight it. But did we really though? Because in our in our era of hip hop dominating things, we wouldn't have had none of that hip hop without those samples. And we grew up listening to those songs because mm -hmm. of our parents. So of course we created our own thing from it. But we ain't shunned the seventies and the sixties and all that shit. We took it, remixed it, and made it our own thing. It was never These, a point where we were saying like, right, like Marvin, fuck, fuck everything Marvin that came with right. This is trash. Like nah, bro. And these dudes is literally saying Pac is whack or Nas is whack. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. I just wanted to throw, throw that in there before I, you know, interject. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm so. That's just so negative and right. you know, like disrespectful and right. and and it's one of those things like. If you argue with a fool, nobody can tell who's the fool from afar. Yes. So why argue? Why waste time and put energy into that? So like I wouldn't even have that conversation. Not that no one's entitled to their opinion, but most people that said that probably didn't do the actual research, right. that, which right. is the thing. You know, they did not go back and listen to you know the bars. They did not go back listen to you know song structure. They did not go back listen to concepts, right. storytelling. They didn't listen to cadence. They didn't do those things. I know they didn't because there's no way that, that you, you can say certain things 
you know, you would still not like it at the end of the day, but it's certain things that you just can't say, right? You know, based upon the craftsmanship that that these these gentlemen had, like it's just no way you can come to certain conclusions if you actually did the research. Right. Like so if you're listening to music. Bother, yeah, like right. I don't even bother. You can't go back and say Beethoven like, is whack. <laughs> right. It's like You like, may not bump Beethoven, yeah, but you like, like, yo, exactly. you did something remarkable and, with and Shout out to Nas, because you bringing up Beethoven, the whole Al Jarreau joint mm-hmm. that he put out as a single, um, has that type of beyond hip hop feeling. He always do something experimental. Like Nas is my number one. Pac is like my 1A. Mm. And any given day that could kind of switch, I was just riding around Sunday after teaching meditation class, blasting pop. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna go a layer deeper, right? I think it's it's a, it's an example of the, the subculture of mediocrity becoming a new great. And what I mean by that, it's not just in hip hop. I'm seeing this because I'm a student of things I appreciate. So as an artist, I studied the game before I got to the game and became an artist myself. And always have, even when it shifted to the South. I was like the only dude in my hood, still bumping David Banner and Flip and understanding, yo, these dudes are still getting off in their own way. And even as I've kind of removed myself to a certain degree from some of the the frequency and trap music, cause I, I just can't allow that into my soul. Not the beat itself, but what's being regurgitated over and over, murder, death, kill, murder, death, kill. Like I'm, I'm too involved in my community now to understand. I, I understand energy too much to allow that into my system, but I still study it from afar, right? So with basketball, with hip hop, Bron is is now touted as the goat. Now we know, like again, if you've done your due diligence, you know, like he he's still not even sniffing, tying Jordan shoes, right? But media being what it is now and dudes in positions of, power, positions of power being able to create their own narrative. And if, as long as you got enough money, enough followers, if you say something, enough people talk about it to the point, even if somebody disagrees, they kind of get drowned out and it just becomes alternative fact. You know what I mean? Shout out to Trump and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the same thing has kind of happened in, in, in hip hop, and I'll go a layer even deeper. A lot of people don't realize at this point, and I was actually at a, a hip hop gala celebrating like the pioneers of hip hop. I met um, Curtis Blow, um, Theodore, like the dudes who really pioneered this. And a lot of the conversation was about, they actually showed a documentary too at um, the Newark Hip Hop Hall of Fame induction, where it showed that from very early on, and no disrespect to Curtis Blow, but from very early on, the the people who created hip hop to be a vehicle of consciousness, even though Ben Bada got in trouble and all that for stuff he should, you know, shouldn't have been doing, he created a genre to be able to infuse knowledge back into our communities and took that all around the world. And mind you, Ben Bada and his crew came from some gangster shit. They just self-discovered themselves and took that around the world and brought it back to the hood that became hip hop. Now they wasn't willing to sell out, but the dudes like Curtis Blow who could kind of do what they did, right? They was the ones who got to the record label and from Rip, our culture was kind of taken from us and it's just, degraded all the way down to the point. Now you got the same companies that own the hip hop labels. They own Viacom, they own Clear Channel, they own Time Warner, right? They own our media, what we see, what we hear, what we intake. They also own the prison industry complex, right? They need 90% prisoners in these state prisons to keep that money. So when you understand these same people was connecting these dots, what's the easiest way 
to meet status quo and to keep that money flowing in. If you need prisoners in your prison, keep pumping murder, death, kill, fuck these, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep pumping that into the system. And over time, that became so prevalent that what we considered great before is now whack. If I got to think about it, it's corny. If I can't do this to it, get that shit out of here. And that's kind of the riff we in with the whole nonsense, whack hashtag and the Tupac thing. You now have the, the split, the divide between the generations. So I think what, that's where a lot of that is coming from. And us as the older generation, we fell asleep at the wheel a little bit. And um, really teaching these kids, um, you know, what, what came before them and why. Okay, so from that last topic. Righteously Ratchet, we back. Docs we, 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 we gonna go into into this topic. This, this topic is near and dear to me because I'm on this new level. I'm a chef. And we all eating. Facts. I chef it up time to time myself. <laughs> we, 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 we can um we can agree that this vegan veganism has become kind of a a a, a fast. It's exploding if, right now. Right? Yeah, it's a lot of people jumping on it. Right. Even to the vegan fast food. <laughs> how we how we how is vegan, vegan fast, fast food? Want to tackle that one? Um. Well, I just had some vegan <laughs> fast food. What you uh, had? Yesterday, uh, I was in the New York. Nah, I had um, the Waffle was supposed to be vegan. It just came out three days ago, vegan nationwide. Waffle. Vegan Waffle. They about to go to Burger King right after this, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know they got the vegan Impossible Burger at White Castle. I've been, been in the castle, but you know what? That That's still... My stomach still shake a little bit Facts. when I eat that. I'm not even gonna act like it goes smooth. Mm -hmm. I gotta mentally be like, you know what? I'm not gonna throw up. I'm not gonna, you know, yeah, yeah. shit all crazy in the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm good. And then once I tell myself that I'm good, the White Castle used to have me jacked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I loved it for a while, right. and then for a while they had me jacked up, and I stopped. And it was ten years. It was ten years, and then they got the, uh, the impossible joint. Right. So I went back and checked that out. Okay. I still, that's like emergency situation, you know, real quick. I can't even say real quick, but they take fucking 20 minutes to cook. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So Everybody. Oh, you got pulled to the side for that? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, nigga, listen, you want the polymer, you got to go back home, uh -huh. take a shower, change, come back, we have them shit ready. Thanks. Like, yeah. damn, nigga, it take that long to make a possible <laughs> But, um, so I did try those or whatever. But, um, what, what, you, what, you, what you thought? They taste good. Yeah, they taste I was good. with it. Okay. Like, you know, so what's your thoughts about good. just the fast, fast food in general? Yeah, so I had Blossom Du Jour um, when I was uh, in New York yesterday. So I didn't I didn't make it out to uh, the Veg Fest, unfortunately. Oh, they had one yesterday? Yeah, I ended up, it was uh, over the weekend. It was the 10th and 11th or whatever. Wow. Um, two days in Brooklyn. Wow. So I uh, ended up being in Harlem on Sunday mm. or whatever. I didn't feel like going on. Gotcha. Well, that's right. So, yeah, you know. We from Jersey, so, if y'all ain't know. Yeah, man. so I went by Season Vegan. They was they was dumping in there. They was packed or whatever. So I'm like, I ain't gonna mess with that. I went down and got some vegan sushi. Okay. Um, at Beyond Sushi. Mm. Um, and then I went over to Blossom Du Jour because they got this cheesesteak in there. Mm. Um, it's made out of seitan, mm -hmm. and um, the sauce is on that. So, so that was Mouth a plus. Right. So that was like a plus. Like, right. You you gonna get messy with it. You uh -huh. gonna get messy, especially if you drop a little more hot sauce on it or something like that. Like you eating like this. Like you got a beer, then you in trouble. Like you got a yeah, you got a, you know, 
look in the mirror and <laughs> like that joint is rocking. So I went, so I went to that joint. Um, so that was cool. But that, as far as what I've had for like being fast food, right. other than that, ain't shit fast. Everything right. take dumb long to make or whatever. Unless you making something in your house, whipping it up. Yeah. Is every vegan restaurant you go to is twenty minutes, thirty minutes to feed food. And right. The, the, the one here in town is pretty quick though. They're pretty quick. Which one? Uh, White Castle? The Sea Burger. Oh, the Sea Burger. Okay. The Sea Burger is pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I still got to make it over. Yeah, Sea Burger about, about 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's it's still yeah. that. It's, it's quicker than White Castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quicker than White Castle. White Castle should be way quicker, boy. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I think it's um, I think it's a, a positive step. <clears throat> and I'm, it's different levels of veganism. And technically, like I just had this conversation, veganism don't even really exist. Like if you really want to be technical, every breath you breathe, you're killing a microbe. Like, you know what I mean? So it depends on how, how deep you want to go into the rabbit hole. And I, I didn't become vegan on some morality. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I still love and respect animals and insects and everything. But that's just the natural order of the universe. Some got to be destroyed for something else to live. That's how mm. this is set up. Mm. My shift was more so about I gotta survive. Like my kidney was conking out, going blind, um, and my left eye, like all type of shit was going crazy. And it wasn't just food, it was stress too. Part of why I became a meditation teacher and figuring out how to release stress. Um, but definitely the food we eat. Um, so I think it's it's a dope step. Like like uh, Tox was saying, I done had those late nights where you just couldn't get the shit else. You gotta get your ass in that White Castle line. I didn't have the Impossible joint. They had. Um, Veggie patties, they still got the veggie patties. Yeah. They decent, you know what I'm saying? But like, I'm pretty much raw vegan, vegan at this point. So most of what I eat is like juices and berries, you know what I mean? Like salads and all that. So I'm like super sensitive. So the, the even though the patty ain't super great quality, it's still veggies, but the bread, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and things of that nature. And I don't really do the seitan and the soy, I respect it. Um, but for people who still on that journey or maybe like vegan curious or just want to level up to some degree, I do feel like that middle man is needed for people to kind of get to the next level. Because a large part of this is people just realizing we're not eating cardboard. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people think all vegan food is ridiculously trash. The best tasting food I ever had was on this side of the coin. You know what I'm saying? But it took time to realize what I like, what I like to cook. Snacks I like to get, what restaurants I like. Once you lock that in, this shit is super easy. Facts. A lot of experiments. So I think it's it's, it's, it's kind of like that that being an infant and coming into the world. Exactly. You and the kid, you don't, you don't know what you like. Exactly. Everything nasty or, right. or everything they, is good. Facts. And that's how you, you don't start. know. Facts. You ain't grow up on that. Like I grew up on like five vegetables. Facts. Like, yeah. I eat like corn, rice. Bad <laughs> word. Like. <laughs> Easy, like I wasn't on no zucchini. Mm. I used to shun okra, right? And, like, because it was slimy, slimy yeah. you know. One of the, my worst ones was mushrooms, right? Now, Bro, I can't that's get all I eat. Most of I what I eat, I can't get enough of them now. Mushrooms. I'm putting mushrooms in everything, right? Like onions, right? Like, and I, I put them on the game too. Like, a lot of that shit happens because of something called the bliss point. Y'all ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. Bliss point. So the bliss point is, and you can look this up, YouTube it, um, Google it, or whatever. It's actually a whole book about this. But the bliss point is the, the combination of sugar, salt, and fat that the creators of processed food, um, restauranteurs and all that, they get chemical engineers to put together a combination. Because when, you, when you're hungry, your body's asking for energy. Yeah. 
Now, if you keep giving your body bullshit, at a certain point, it's going to reject it in some way, shape, or form. You get a pimple, kidney conk out, whatever it is, whatever level of it it is. So they know to a certain degree when you're hungry, they have to bypass that part of your, your mind that is like, no, I need energy, not this bullshit. So once these combinations come together of sugar, salt, and fat, the chemical response in your brain is stronger than a crackhead mm. doing crack. Like, this is documented. And the whole industry has been about this for like the past 20, 30 years to create literally addicts. This is why people can't put down the Oreos, even though it's vegan located. Um, levels to the shit. Mm. People can't put down the burgers and the french fry. They're literally walking around addicted to the taste and the flavor. So when I started to break that bliss point, shit that wouldn't have been flavorful to me before, all of a sudden I could taste every nuance of that shit. Now it's like, y'all, this is crazy. Yeah. Somebody else may taste it that eat steak every day. It's like, nah, that's kind of bland to me. I used to throw salt on everything. everything. I ain't got none of that shit no more, bro. Like, so a lot of it, a lot of it is more just like the universe is mental, more so than more so than anything else. So, I'm I'm for um, vegan fast food, man. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to open one up. The facts. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Me being a chef, I've been I've been cooking more and more vegan over yeah. the I'm last couple of years. Yeah. Quick. I'm tired now finding nothing late night. Y'all been to vegan house? Yo, right yeah, by okay. I'm about to see it. That's one of the spots. Blueberry like Cafe. Blueberry Cafe. Yeah, they, definitely. They was actually definitely. ranked. Um, we from Jersey, so they was actually ranked by the PETA organization. Top 25 black-owned vegan restaurants in the whole country. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of dope spots. Oh, out we're gonna here. take a vegan fest tour too, because I see there's a lot of things that. going on. Absolutely, we're gonna take the camera on the run. Absolutely. Speaking of run, you know we, we got a we got a, we got a, we got a run coming. All right, you know this this is uh, 2019. We in right now, and in a couple months we gonna we gonna be into this next run of uh, 2020. Okay, I see what you're And this race, <laughs> I see this race, is, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a race. Right. What you think about this election, man? Who you going to first? You choose. Ah, uh, we 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 we're going with it. We 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 took it there. Go go ahead, go ahead, take it, docs. Take it, docs. Um, so I, I used to be somebody like before the spiritual level. Like my my whole evolution. I mean, it was happening my whole life. Like Tox was saying, everything is leading you to the higher version of yourself. But when I became conscious of it, Trayvon Martin, mm. right? And I always, avid reader, intelligent, I got a lot of the keys from my OG, so I knew, just like a lot of us, know a lot of shit. But I wasn't doing nothing about it, you know what I mean? So when Trayvon went down, it kind of like, kind of triggered my um, activist spirit, if you will. So I actually started my nonprofit. Um, first one was Block by Block, that kind of transmuted into Just Do Something. Um, and I realized at a certain point, like I used to be on every political story moving. I used to be able to break down all the candidates. I knew everything about everything politically. And I started to realize when I would have the meetings, would call people out, try to get the community to come out, and people wasn't showing up. They talked this shit on Twitter and Instagram, but they're not, they not showing up. I started to realize we're not really gonna heal our community through politics. We gotta go to the level of healing ourselves to be able to care about quote unquote other people enough to realize it ain't no other people, everybody is myself. So at that point, I really started to eject myself and a lot of what led me to that, like when you look at the Asian culture in America, they are above white America as far as finances. Um, what they make, what is it, per capita, not per capita, whatever the average household, the Asians is at the top of the list, then white people and so on and so on, I think Indians is under that. But they are the lowest turnout as far as voting. 
So they don't give a shit about who we electing, who's running for president, because they know they in control of their own destiny. You go in the Chinese store, who in there working? The parents, the kids. Kids in there doing their homework as soon as they finish, they get they ass behind the cash register. They don't care if Trump fucking the country up. They Gucci. And reading a book, um, I, I'll close it with this, reading a book, Powernomics, by Dr. Claude Anderson. It's an excerpt of this book, and the whole book is about how we ain't got to wait on no politician to come save us, whether Trump, Trump or our local politicians. There's a paragraph in this book that I post probably every year. And he says if every, and this, mind you, this is 20 years ago. He said if every black person in, in America at that point put a dollar into a bank account, we would be the sixth richest nation in the world. In one year, right? But we, we waiting for Trump to come save us, right? We waiting for, to, for Bush and Obama and all these people in, in Jersey and Newark, waiting for Barack, Barack to come save us and all that. It's really about what we do in our home first, then what we do in our community. And if enough of us is taking that seriously, it don't matter who's getting elected. We start to elect ourselves to us giving a fuck about what's going on in our community and just doing something about it. I don't care if it's a shirt drive, a book drive, um, reaching out to somebody that you care about that's going through it. It's so many ways to be active in a revolutionary besides just posting a damn meme and putting up a vote. So I don't really give a damn what Trump got going. I don't even pay attention to politics no more. And I've become a much better freedom fighter as a result of detaching myself. So. You're running the race on your own. Exactly. I was going to say IDGAF. Uh, exactly. Uh, Whoever hatches out, we ain't, we ain't worried about it. Right. You know, personally, I, I agree with, with everything he says. I'm about building self. Mm. You can see what we got. You know, <laughs> and if you build yourself, you're going to start to affect your environment right. versus letting your environment affect you. Right. Um, so you'll see what changes need to be made. You'll lean on your local politicians to make those. And, um, you know, everything will kind of triple up, triple Absolutely. up anyway. Um, if you're going about it. If you're doing that. So yeah. you, you have to take care of home first. Right. And everything... Not to be cliche, but it'll fall in the place. So as far as who doing what, I mean, if this guy's running again, that's terrible. I don't know how to let that happen. He gonna want to get through. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not voting for him. <laughs> um, but, I mean, other than that, I kind of focus on what I need to focus on and vote for whoever my parents tell me to vote for. Right. <laughs> it's like, who running? What line you want me to vote? Right. Yes, the question? All right, got you. Right. I always say it's more important to follow those local politics. Local, the local polls a lot more hard yeah. than, than to worry about that one. Facts. But on a, on a, to, to take it back to where you were going, I actually looked up those numbers, and the Asians are, are uh, 80,000 at Perhaps the top. So, right? yep. At the top, and um, whites are at 60,000. Exactly. Just, just to put the numbers in it. And where, where we at? Oh man, you know, <laughs> we we we, we, we around that thirty eight. <laughs> we around thirty eight. We around thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. around thirty eight. Yeah. But the awakening is happening right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. I'm definitely hopeful about where we headed. We just got to start giving more of a fuck about us and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Thanks. All right. We gonna move on with that one. This um. This last couple weeks, we've been on social media, and it's been uh, maybe the last week or two, I would say, you've seen a lot of posts about this this mythical list 
this mythical mm. top 50 list mm. that I don't I don't know about you guys, but I feel like everybody with a list is bullshit because right. it's too many people it's out here. Many. It's yeah. too many people out here. Right. I've seen one list that did spark a little bit of interest because he did it a little differently. Tyler probably he put, oh, he put all women. Up. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah, it was just dope. dope. It was the just top dope. 50 women? Dope. No, he just said the top 50 rappers were all times. He just said all women. Got you. It was dope. I'm sure, I'm I pull it up, though. You trying to get some pussy for the rest. Yeah, well, you know. I love my FEMCs, don't get me wrong. Nah, but it was just dope. <laughs> he even had it, you know, catered. It looked like it was like tiered off where he thought each you. class of women and I where they you. was at. But it was just dope to see somebody do it differently. Right. Do you have a top 50 list? And if you do, you don't gotta run off the names. Mm -hmm. But 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 just think about it. Like, where where do you think of in terms of the, the masses go with it as opposed to where you would go with it? Tox on you. Uh masses would go. I mean I Did you see any of the list? I saw none of the lists. Do you have a list personally? What the, what the fuck is this a list of? It's a top, top 50, 50 rappers. All the time. Uh, rappers. Somebody put some list out. I saw it, I think, the first I one. I think it was um, it should Excel. Be. No. Uh, one of those publications. One of those publications did it. I mean, all of that stuff is... Everybody is got up in the So, I mean, it's nothing but dialogue, I guess, if you want to have a conversation to go along with your blunt. Right. Uh, barbershop um, talk? Barbershop yeah, talk. you know. But uh, yeah, I don't. I really don't rank, you know, no top fifty of all time or whatever, because that's still gonna be top fifty that I have heard of, exactly, of all time, mm -hmm. exactly. period. Anyway, yeah. So, like, no, I can't. It's I, my I'm personal. Gonna, yeah, this is who I like, and that's it. List, that's it. You know, this is who. You know, who I mess with. This is who I mess with more, maybe. Right. Uh, you know, and start to rank people is a lot of factors that I would throw into ranking people anyway. Right. To where some people that I, I really like might right. not, not be not able yet. to get ranked high, you know, because um, maybe they don't have that longevity right. or consistency or whatever, because maybe they just brand new. Or impact, or whatever, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So maybe they don't have those other things that's going to weigh more points on there. Um, so I kind of just rock with who I rock with at the moment that I feel like rocking with them because music is magic, literally, yeah. you know, and it can put you in different moods, it can change all that. So whatever right. mood I happen to be feeling at the moment, right. you know, I call for the music that's going to accompany that usually um, is how it goes. So and I haven't been listening to a lot of rap for a long time mm. now anyway. So, you know, I'm definitely a househead, you know, mm. listen to a lot of uh, soul, And as an artist, I, I be riding around in silence probably more than I'm listening to music. Um, the interesting thing to me about the list I did see, I think part of what got people up in arms because the, like, the main one that came out first had Joe Button, number three. <laughs> and mind you, I rock with Joey. Like, so number 50 is the most important? Or nah, no? like number, number one. one, number like, one. It, was, it was like Jay-Z or Nas, Jay -Z, uh, Nas, Jay-Z, Joe Button. And then it just kind of went from there. That was Joe Button list? Nah. 
That was the initial list that came out that kind of got everybody up and on. Came out from who? I forgot who put it One out. One of those publications. But it kind of went viral like that, and then everybody started putting out their list. But the interesting thing to me, what beyond no, nah, yeah, but he's not in my top three. Like a lot of yeah, I was right. a whole lot of people I would name before. Facts. Um, he probably won't even be my top three Jersey artists. And I listen to a lot of Joe Button in my day. Um. But the one thing, of my favorites, huh? One of my favorites. definitely one of my favorites, huh? but maybe not my top. Right, right, right. Um, but it, like you said, it depends on the day too. But um, the thing that was interesting to me about the list is kind of connected to one of the earlier questions. Um, as far as this generation thinking nice is whack and all that, will give so much credence to what these young boys say who don't have the perspective of being able. Like we came up in the era where we kind of lived the. Lifespan of hip hop, almost like mm-hmm. even though I wasn't alive in '79 when, um, yeah, even though I wasn't alive at that time, my OGs gave me that culture. You know what I'm saying? And it was still prevalent enough for me to get some of it. But from my point, I was able to see what was behind me, which wasn't a, much as opposed to what's a, we saw the whole scope. Yeah. We saw what it's become and everything. These kids don't really have that. Um, these young dudes don't have that. So it was interesting that not just that first list, but it's been like 50 lists that went viral from that point. A lot of them from the younger generation. Nas, Jay-Z, Pop, still at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why social media is so funny because it'll look like this trap, this drill, this nonsense to a certain degree is dominating, right? But one of these artists that come out, drop a single, it's all over the world for three, four months, and then you never hear from them again. They never get an album out, you know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, not even just the Jay-Z's and the Nas's, some of the lesser known artists um, that people may not know today, they still touring the world. They still getting a 50,000, sh- you know what I'm saying? And you don't even see them on social media, so you think, these young boys is killing shit. This is a young man's, it still belongs to those who like really put, um, put the effort into the craft, those who really established their greatness. Um, so I think that was the most interesting part to me, that the OGs were still at the top of the list. They need to be. People still calling for them. Facts. Everybody that came out, you know, in the nineties is still touring. Exactly. Still, you know, a lot of them making music still, you know, putting stuff out and people are dying for it because of what's coming out now. Like a lot of stuff is watered down. Exactly. It's not the same as what they used to be and they they miss that 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 old feeling. Right. They miss that That quality that old old high. Mm -hmm. And chasing it so right these older artists are getting booked um you know for a lot of shows and, and they actually know how to perform and they definitely they not just going to sit there with their hands and, and their pants and just stand in one spot like, yeah, like that's not the case so right. you're getting an actual show absolutely you know you're getting showmanship on on, on top of that yeah. so and that's what like Beyonce grew up on, so she's an excellent showmanship. Right, you know, that's what one of the greatest. Uh, you know, Jay Z grew up on, right. so Usher grew up on. You know, Chris Brown. So they having uh, great shows right. where you want to go and see them perform versus just listen to their music. Because right. if I'm just gonna go watch you rap your music live, I could just listen to your music live. You right. just gonna stand there and rap your music. So um, I definitely think there's a reason why these older, you know. Artists or older acts are still, you know, at the top because they deserve it. And I, I think that's part of the reason the, um, the powers that be kind of shifted the keys to the younger generation. Because one, um, and even though you know Pac and Nas, they was super young, but at that time we had a lot of more, a lot more knowledge um, in our circles. 
at this point, 17, 18, 19 year old kids is giving the keys mm -hmm. to hip hop. They ain't live shit. And all that they really got was women, drugs, flashy, all this, all this frivolous shit that at a certain point in all of our lives is everything. Mm -hmm. But it's only so long you're gonna be able to make money off of that. You know what I'm saying? Case in point, and I'm not gonna shout out who told me this, but I'm affiliated with a, um, a lot of you know artists on the come up, some of which is already established. And one of them, she got a deal with a company that kind of takes like those same dudes who may have a hot single mm -hmm. and they take it viral in some way, shape or form. It's a company that just does that. Mm -hmm. So she was in a meeting with a lot of the like Juju on the beats and all this shit that was dominating at a certain period. She's in the room with them and they having a meeting and she's like, some of these dudes is calling home asking for $200. Mm -hmm. Mind you, you got two or three worldwide smashes. So not only are they putting people in the limelight that's not gonna get the people no food. Secondly, they not gonna have to pay these dudes for 20, 30, 40, you know what I'm saying? Like, they gonna get everything they can out of them, on to the next, you never hear of them again. And some of these aftermath stories is probably crazy. We just not privy to them, because as soon as they out of the limelight, we don't give a fuck no more. You know what I'm saying? In our culture, a group like the Far Side, I forgot um, the member that kind of did his, like, he was on a crack bench, homeless, and he did a whole documentary about that experience and him kind of getting back to making music or whatever. But we still care because the far side touched something and yeah, yeah. I sold beyond just let me get a nut tonight, let me turn on shit. It was beyond all that. So these kids are really um, missing out on a lot um, by just sticking to that that one point of pop culture of life. Like, right? so, yeah. And to just reiterate that, that list was actually put out by a podcast. Yeah, I didn't think it was like um, no. I thought it was like a publication, yeah. but it was a podcast. Yeah. yeah, to be correct, it was the Brew Podcast. Okay, I don't know Shout quite who that is, but they put the list out and yeah. they they made some controversy. Yeah. And they got the conversation started. So even yeah. if we ain't agree with the list, I appreciate them yeah. for that. Like, they got the conversation started. They right. got some hot highlights. You right. know what I mean? They got some retweets. They Dope. got the. They made some noise. So I'm gonna check them out. Yeah. What up? You tuned in right now with your boy. One of the GOATs, D-O-X, Direct Side with that fire from hell, that the excellence, Doc Stigler, meditation teacher, hip-hop artist extraordinaire, counselor, overall fly boy, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Stigler. What's good? Tox, trees, author, gallerist, mm. entrepreneur, entrepreneur, <laughs> business coach, family man. Catch me everywhere. And you're now watching Righteously Ratchet. Show love, but brothers is hating mostly. They see me come up, they gun up, they wanna toast me. Unless it's a cup of Remy and OG.